This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. Recently, I did a video here at Zach's called the Top Stock Picks of the Week, and I picked Weight Watchers as my stock. Now, it's a Zach's number one strong buy, and it's been a strong growth story, so that's why I picked it. It was not a value stock or is not one. Um, But as I was looking at the fundamentals on it, and especially the stock chart, I was reminded about Oprah's big gamble with this stock because yes, it was a gamble. Now looking back, this investment looks like a no-brainer, right? Uh, But that's with just the benefit of hindsight because the reality was this investment that she made in Weight Watchers was very risky. So let's revisit the timeline. In October 2015, it was announced that Oprah was taking a 10% stake in Weight Watchers. That was about 6.4 million shares, and it turns out up until October 19th, when they made this announcement, she was buying at about the average price of $6.79. So she bought the 6.4 million shares, and she had an option for 5% more. Now, this was a $43 million investment. She also got the board seat with it, and then she became their spokesperson. And while the shares initially spiked on the news, because everybody was like, ah, Oprah's in there, we're getting in too, it wasn't really the smooth sailing that we think happened for for quite a bit of time afterwards. So the shares spiked. Uh, Oprah wasn't really an immediate help to the company. She did become the spokesman for that uh, winter... A push right there for the diet season that always happens around January 1st. But it was still a struggle to get the subscribers going into 2016. And remember, they were getting beat up pretty badly because digital was replacing the Weight Watchers famous in-person meetings. Uh, The company also had a lot of debt at this time. So from October 19th, 2015, that's when they made the announcement of her buying the shares, till the end of December 2016, so the end of the following year, so this is over a year's time, the shares were actually down 27.3%. Comparing it to the S&P 500 at the same time, that was up 9.7%. So her initial investment, just about you know 12 or 13 months into it, 14 months, wasn't looking so good by the end of that first full year. It was only in 2017 when the subscribers started rising at the double-digit rates and they started doing it outside of the diet season. They also got a new CEO in there and that made a difference too. So it was quite a bit of time in there before you know the big takeoff in the shares. So by the time Oprah decided to sell some of these shares, which she just did, so on March 7th, 2018, It was announced that Oprah had sold 2 million shares. Those were exercising some of the options she got. That netted $110 million. So remember, she she paid $43 million. She already has netted $110 million. She donated donated 361,000 of those shares to her charitable foundation. Those were then sold by the foundation for $22.6 million. So she said this, this sale was to diversify her portfolio and to make this donation to her foundation and that there wouldn't be any other sales in 2017. So already, not only were the shares up big in 2017, but shares are up again in 2018, 42.8%. Weight Watchers reports again on May 3rd, so we'll see if it's 
able to continue this momentum of building this subscriber base. Forward P is now 27, so as I mentioned earlier, it's not a value stock, but this is a growth stock with double-digit earnings growth expected both this year and next. So I know you're, you're thinking, because everybody does whenever Weight Watchers is back in the news, you know, does everything Oprah touch turn to gold? Or are there really investing lessons we could all learn from Oprah to apply to our own investing? Yes, she invested $43 million, and obviously most of us don't have that. We don't have anything close to that. But investing is investing, no matter if it's $100 or the $43 million that she put in there. So I think there's about three lessons we can learn from Oprah with this Weight Watcher buy that you can use in your own investing. So let's jump right into what these are. The first one is buy what you know. So that's, this is what Oprah did with Weight Watchers. In October 2015, when she made the initial buy, she said in a statement, and I'm gonna quote her here, Weight Watchers has given me tools to begin to make the lasting shift that I and so many of us who are struggling with weight have longed for. I believe in the program so much, I decided to invest in the company and partner its evolution. So obviously, she actually used this product. And we all know, or those of us who watched the Oprah Winfrey show and uh, knew anything about her over the years, that she was familiar with this world of weight loss, um, dieting, and now wellness and health. And so she bought something that she really understood. Really, many of us buy stocks because we get like some kind of weird tip from a friend. You know, we've all heard these ones like, oh, this biotech company has this hot cancer drug in the pipeline and it's gonna get us all rich. But do you really know anything about the company, the cancer drug, anything that they're doing? No, you don't, but you buy it anyways, right? But maybe you should really be buying something that you do know. So keep that in mind when you're investing. It's just one component of investing, but it is a big one. And I think you'll find you enjoy investing much more when you actually know what it is you own. Okay, lesson number two is to buy value. So as I said, in October 2015, when Oprah was accumulating shares, she was buying at an average price of $6.79. The uh, year that she bought up until October 2015, the shares had fallen 73%, and they had fallen for several years heading into that. So Wall Street was writing off this company, and there's plenty of companies that we're gonna get to in a minute that Wall Street has also written off, and just because the shares are at new multi-year lows doesn't mean you should be buying in, but Oprah did look around and buy this company as it was a value. So. That's what we like to do as value investors. We like to look for those hidden gems. And then lesson number three is to watch what the insiders do. So Oprah was essentially the ultimate insider at the time. She was accumulating shares without public knowledge and then went public with the fact that she owned 10% and was added to the board. So, you know, she was the ultimate insider, but there were other insiders that bought after her. So in early 2017, there was at least one board member, um, I can't remember if it was more than one, but there was definitely at least one who was buying shares even though they were hitting new highs in early 2017. So you have to ask yourself, what do they know? The insiders obviously know much more about what's going on in the company than the rest of us, and Oprah clearly knew more 
about Weight Watchers, its business model and all of that when she decided to accumulate the shares and as she was accumulating. And now she knows even more because she's on the board. So this is what I like to look at. What do the board members know? What does management know? They get greedy too. If they believe in the company and those shares are undervalued, they're going to be buying some. So let's take a look at some value stocks now where we can apply these lessons that Oprah used with Weight Watchers and you know get some guidance on what's going on with these. Now, I didn't really do a screen for these stocks like our traditional screens. I just took a look at a couple beaten down stocks. They happen to mostly be values, although I think one kind of isn't really a value even right now, but it's close. These are just the beaten down ones, and I know a lot of value investors like to look at those. So the first stock is General Electric. We've looked at this several times. I've looked at it to see if it's a value trap, but it did report earnings, which were a little better than expected, so the shares are off those lows now. It's P's at 15, so it's not super expensive, it's not super cheap, but I did think I'd, I'd look to see if it has the lesson of buying when the insiders are buying, because the shares were at decade lows before the earnings report, and now the window to buy should be open for the insiders. It is a big company. Sometimes they don't open it right away after the earnings, but it should be should be open. And I've seen that nobody has bought since the earnings. So it's something to keep watching because it did just happen recently. So the window may not totally be open, but there is at least one other buy in 2018. A senior vice president bought in late January 2018. So he bought about 2,600 shares at $16. And then prior to that, in November 2017, a director bought. He bought 55,000 shares at about $18. So it's good. This is encouraging that a few of these insiders have bought as it's crashed down, but nobody bought at those multi-year lows. I'm waiting to see if anyone buys again off of this earnings report. Because wouldn't you be buying if you were at GE and it was at you know 10-year lows? You know the turnaround story. You know what they're doing on the back end of this company. It seems cheap. You know, you would think the insiders would be buying. Another thing to look at here is, as an investor, do you use this product? Buy what you know. Do you use anything from GE? Are you familiar with what they do other than, oh, it's GE. Of course I know what they do. Do you really know? That's a good question. So... This is one of those that you might want to question whether or not you really do know what the business is. Okay, moving on to the second stock is Pier 1. Now, they just reported their ticker is PIR. It was a disaster quarter. It was the holiday quarter, I believe. But same-store sales down big again. They can't figure out how to get people in in the doors, really. It's not really about their online sales anymore because they fixed that a couple years ago. This is much more about the brand. So some of you may know Pier One. I know them. I do shop there occasionally, so I, I'm familiar with their product, and I can't figure out why they can't get people through the doors. They have renovated the stores, but they have a big turnaround plan that they announced after the earnings. But I went to look in to see if the insiders are buying. So. No insiders are buying so far in 2018, but they did just report, so the window may not completely be open yet. But more ominously, none bought in 2017, even though those shares have been plunging down for quite a bit of time. They're now trading at just like $2.40, give or take. 
and uh, still no one is buying from the management. So that's a really bad sign. I would be a little cautious on this one. And as much as I like a bargain and I do shop at this store, I'm kind of staying on the sidelines here. P is 17, so it's cheap, but not even that dirt cheap. The estimates are being cut for this year and next, so this is much more of a value trap here. And then I took another look at Bed Bath & Beyond. That's our third stock, um, ticker BBBY, just to see what was going on there. A lot of people register for their wedding gifts here. That's one of their big businesses. They also own Cost Plus, which I like a lot and I shop at. So I feel like I do kind of know Bed Bath & Beyond, but those earnings are on the decline. They keep getting cut. They're expected to decline another 24% this fiscal year. That's just, they're just struggling right now, even though the economy is booming. That kind of doesn't make sense to me. What happens when the economy isn't booming? It won't be fun for Bed Bath & Beyond. And I look to see what the insiders are doing here. Um, none were buying in 2018, not so far, even though they too are kind of in this turnaround mode. They have a plan, all that kind of stuff, but nobody in management apparently is believing in the plan. Not even the CEO buying in for a confidence buy here. And none bought in 2017 either, even though those shares have been on the decline then. P is just 7.4, so the, the shares are cheap. If you believed anything in your company, I would think you'd be in there buying some. So that's a little ominous to me too, Bed Bath & Beyond. It's not looking like the Oprah lessons really apply to that one either. So remember, what Oprah did with Weight Watchers was risky. She gets lauded now like, oh, look at how many millions she's making and she's you know, quadrupled her money or even more now than what she put in. But she took the chance and she did something that I definitely recommend. She didn't put all of her money into this one risky investment. So even if Weight Watchers didn't pan out, even if they kept on the downward trajectory, she'd be fine. She you know, would take a hit on the 43 million, but she has other money there. So that's also a lesson that you can pull from Oprah. Lesson number four, basically, is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Be diverse. She was, she took a risk. So if you're gonna take a risk on any of these other stocks that have been beaten down, don't put you know, all of your eggs in that basket. Don't make like such an overwhelming bet. She didn't, and yet it still turned out really, really well for her. So look for these hidden gems, be prepared to take the risks. And remember that you have to be in, in the game. She actually went in and bought the shares and took the chance to get the benefits. So you also can't just be sitting on the sidelines. So let's recap what the stocks are. I did obviously mention Weight Watchers. WTW is the ticker there. I still really like it. As I said, I mentioned it on the top stock picks of the week here at Zaxx and it's got the great rank. It's about to report, so you might wanna tune in. But if you're a growth investor looking it still has got that great growth trajectory and I like the wellness part of it now. So Weight Watchers, still an option. Then we had General Electric, GE, we had Pier One, PIR, and we had Bed Bath & Beyond, BBBY. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, all three don't look like super good investments here at, from using the Oprah lessons at least. And I would still be on the sidelines with all three of these. I'll have to have another episode where maybe we apply the Oprah lessons to some that we might want to get into. That would be a good idea. But as earnings season goes along, there's going to be some that 
maybe gets thrown out by Wall Street here and we might get some good opportunities, some real hidden gems in there to find the next Weight Watchers. That looks like a good agenda. So I'll be looking for that on the next episode. And of course, you want to subscribe to all of our episodes so that you make sure you hear all the stock recommendations and all the strategies that we talk about here as value investors. So be sure to subscribe on Apple. We're on the Apple podcast on iTunes. And we're also on SoundCloud. And we are now also on Spotify. So if you have a Spotify account, you can get the Zach's Market Edge and the Value Investor Podcast over there. And as always, you can get all of our shows also on Spotify. So we're excited to be on that platform. But get us at one of these places and I'll see you again next week.